0: I'm getting 30 year olds that are like, my doctor said I'm in perimenopause. And that is very interesting because when progesterone crashes, estrogen retreats into the tissues, and then it doesn't show up in blood serum in circulation. So they get put on estrogen thinking they need it because it's not in circulation. Mm. Meanwhile, it's in their dense breast tissue. It's in their cervix. It's in their ovaries. It's everywhere, right? It's everywhere. Literally the flesh of the inside of your mouth. Like a lot of women get this, and men get this thing where they bite their cheeks real easily, you know, and they, they keep they keep doing it over and over until there's a scar inside their mouth. Like, why does that happen to me? And I'm like, estrogen, because it really can just cause cells to divide and grow just about anywhere.
1: Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Blintfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I have Kitty on the podcast. (laughs) Her name is actually Kitty too. (laughs) I was telling Craig today, he's like, oh wow, you're interviewing someone else on the podcast named Kitty.
0: Kitty
1: and Kitty. Yeah, it's so cool. But <laughs> your, oh, your full name is? Uh, Catalina. Catalina, Catalina Martone. Martone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then one of her, you said your nephew, hey. name. Yeah, it.
0: he just, he he called me Auntie Kitty. And then, you know, I used that on Facebook back when Facebook was just sharing photos of family. Yeah. And then I kept it. And then all, I started this group and all these things. And before you know it, my name just became Kitty to every, to most of the people that knew me because of Facebook. That's
1: one. Yeah, it's, so cool. it's so cool. And <laughs> obviously you can't see her but you'll see her on the podcast snippet but she has you're just beautiful too. Whenever I see your your like what's your background? What's your heritage?
0: I am um Spanish Basque and yeah. American Indian.
1: Yeah, you're just you're just beautiful. You've got the most Thanks, beautiful kid. skin and this beautiful long dark mane of hair but it's got these cool like gray streaks through it.
0: Yeah. It's just,
1: it's beautiful. I love it. I stopped
0: dyeing it when I turned 50. I was like that's it, no more. It's
1: so striking though. You know, the black with the with the mm. silver through. Yeah. Anyway, I always think that when I look at your videos and think, I think how gorgeous you are.
0: Thanks, Kitty. Yeah. I like saying your name. You're like, long.
1: oh God, stop it. But keep going.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> so know, anyway. I'm blushing,
1: look. <laughs> <Yeah>. Before we <laughs> dive into it, maybe just tell, because um, today we're talking about progesterone, but tell women just a little bit more about who you are, like your companies that you work for. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm healthy gut girl. So that's my branding. And I started working with gut, uh, gut health back, uh, 17 years ago with my husband, when I met him, he's a chiropractor and we worked with children with disabilities and, uh, pretty much anybody who had gut issues. And that was how I began. My career was just nutrition. I was doing herbalism muscle testing, all those really fun things. And then um, I had my own hormonal issues that were sticking around despite all the gut health work I was doing. And uh, then I just started to dig. I I discovered Ray Pete and Dr. Uh, Katerina Dalton and um, started going down the rabbit hole of progesterone and found the progesterone therapy website, which completely changed my life. And then, Mm. yeah, fell into that rabbit hole and was just have have never come out, really.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, like we I love like Ray Peet's Progest, Progest- D. I love mm-hmm. your Anya's um, Progesterone Cream. Mm-hmm. I actually already had it before you even sent me um, some. I love Georgie's. Georgie, do you know, do you know Georgie D? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You've interviewed him on your podcast, hey? Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. he's incredible. He has a good one too that's uh, just you rub it on, on you as well. Um, mm-hmm. And we've just found like especially – you know, like a lot of women going through perimenopause and many menopause, like once they get their foundations right, supporting their body with enough, you know, calories and nutrients and doing all the right things, then actually adding in some natural progesterone really can help them.
0: Yeah. Um instead it, of you know, like a lot of women, a game changer.
1: Yeah, totally. They're taking mm. like they go go and get on bloody HRT and take synthetic estrogen and yeah, it's just amazing. So I just wanted to get Kitty on today to talk more about progesterone, this incredible, um, hormone and what it is and what it does for the body, and then talk a bit more about the cream as well. So I don't know, where do you want to start?
0: Maybe Um, talk about what,
1: maybe talk about like estrogen and progesterone and their role in the body, maybe.
0: Yeah. So and that was something that was news to me. You know, I really didn't know. I I was under the impression that everyone uh, was under most women, which is that progesterone was a pregnancy hormone and that estrogen is a female hormone, a sex hormone. Of course they are indeed, they are that, but I had no idea. First of all, the difference between progestins and progesterone, nor did my, uh, doctors, they didn't know either because when I did discover progesterone, bioidentical progesterone and brought it in, they did not discern between the two. They were like, Nope, this is the same. They're the same. And so everyone was in the dark and now it's changing. I think more people are starting to understand that progesterone has a lot more functions in the body than just pregnancy. Um, it's you know there to oppose, one of its biggest jobs is to regulate estrogen, right? To oppose estrogen because as most people know, estrogen uh, is mitogenic and that causes cells to divide and grow like a fetus or a tumor. And, um, and when it's unregulated, when proge- estrogen is unregulated, it can do exactly that. It'll go into tissues and it'll start growing things. And so it needs to be regulated. I always say that uh, estrogen is the lion and progesterone is the lion tamer. And I love I that.
1: Like, That's yeah. such a good, yeah. Cause you think so many women become estrogen dominant cause they're just not making enough progesterone, like they're stressed or they're not getting enough nutrients or enough, um, you know, energy. Cause I mean, a lot of the women we work with, they do a lot of restrictive diets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they end up with these like heavy, painful cycles, you know, yeah. um, perimenopausal symptoms, menopausal symptoms. Sorry, keep going. I sort of interrupt. Yeah, you. no,
0: that's yeah. exactly right. I love right. that
1: analogy. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so that we, 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 you know, when, when I realized that it did more than just, uh, help with pregnancy, Um, Of course, you know, it helps maintain a pregnancy. Also, that was one of my big problems was that I was just uh, not I kept miscarrying I was Mm -hmm. I was I could get pregnant, but I couldn't hold the pregnancy. And as I got older, unfortunately, by the time I discovered really how to use progesterone and understand the role that thyroid and liver and cortisol play in that whole picture. I was already, you know, beyond geriatric pregnancy, as they say. So I never did have children, which is its own blessing in a way. How old but, are you? Um, I'm, four, I'm 53. Are you I almost 19? said 43. Were you 43? Thanks to Saturday. <Sacha> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um. But, um, yeah, so I definitely, uh, you know, spent years just in studying the the role of progesterone in the body. And when, um, uh, and also, you know, the way that it works with the other hormones, because you mentioned restrictive diets, mm. something that I never did. And it is so mind blowing to me to watch your work because I'm like, oh, if I was just 20 years younger, because <laughs> I just wasn't eating.
1: I just was one of these
0: girls who was super, super hyper, uh, you know, was skinny fat my whole, whole young life, super, super skinny. And just like, I never ate. And then it became a fad to kind of do intermittent fasting and to work out until you're, you know, you can't even function. You're so exhausted from CrossFit or whatever, thinking you're doing yourself a favor and really just perpetuating my hormone issues. And that was a real eye opener for me right i mean so many of us are starving ourselves of those nutrients that um support thyroid function liver function i mean i had no clue even when i was doing nutrition i had no clue carbohydrates how important they were for liver function and for th- i mean oh, so <laughs> anyway crazy. i went off in the weeds there no no
1: but i think it like did you see that um i was watching i don't know some i think if you, quite a few people posted it but Gwyneth Paltrow, that have you seen people posting she's like sharing her basically her morning routine and she's like you know I basically have an early dinner then practice intermittent fasting and I just make sure I don't eat anything that spikes my blood sugar in the morning so I have the black coffee and then I'll you know have some bone broth for lunch and then you wow. know dinner will be like a, I'll do some yoga and you know fucking whatever other things she does like training and then for dinners like lots of vegetables and stuff and I'll right. i right I didn't life. see that yeah she's so thin too she's so yeah. thin and you just think so many women just think that's healthy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was me, you know, even even doing nutrition, I was I was uh one of the the main ways that I became healthy gut girl was working with uh, Donna Gates of the body ecology diet and she uh her she's famous for helping remediate the gut of candida and working Mm -hmm. with children with autism and in the spectrum. And so there I was eating and teaching people how to do an 80, 20 diet of 80% vegetables. Now I still think you can take that diet and you can repeat it. You can rape, yeah. you can you can repeat the body ecology diet because you just have to take out the leafy greens mostly and then she mm. does all the different like healthy grains, grain like seeds, millet, quinoa, all those things and and remove that. It's actually quite a good diet. Mm. But I was also doing fermented foods which for me are excellent.
1: But mm-hmm. as we
0: know, they're not so great for everyone. Um, so yeah, I went down that road of doing a seemingly very healthy lifestyle, but I was doing a lot of anti-nutrients, anti-nutrient mm-hmm. foods, and, um, and I didn't have any progesterone. And of course, my cholesterol was really, really high because mm-hmm. I wasn't making that conversion of cholesterol at you know thyroid and, and liver into usable hormones. So mm. I had no hormones and the, you know, libido goes, muscle wasting. It was just a rat's nest of problems that I thought were just had to do with the fact that I had low progesterone and that's not all it was, you know?
1: Yeah, It's interesting. Like I really, what I like about Ray Pete's work is he looks at it from like a higher, like a system level instead of going like, you know, you talked about, so for people who, women who listen, don't know. So your body makes its protective steroid hormones from vitamin A, cholesterol, and T3. So it makes um, pregnant alone and then progesterone. So if you're, you know, like you say, if you're constantly dieting, you've got low, low thyroid or, you know, like it's all of this stress and you can, t- you talk about this as well, like Katharina Dalton, she's like the three hour starch diet. So making sure you're uh-huh. balancing your blood sugar. Cause if your adrenaline and cortisol are really high, it blocks progesterone receptors, right? So your body, uh-huh. so there's all these different things. And it's what I like about Ray Pete's work. It's like, cause I feel like a lot of women and exactly I was the same is I just got so focused on these tiny little like micro details and symptoms and I was trying to eat clean. And I feel like now I'm just the most free with food I've ever, ever, ever been. So like I eat a real wide variety, you know, tonight I'm having pasta mm-hmm. and good quality pasta, like nice, you know, with prawns and tomato and palms and cheese and orange juice. But I would never have eaten pasta before. I don't eat pasta yeah. every meal, every day, but because my, digestion is good, you know, and I eat, like we always say women in our program, like try and focus on these foods 80% of the time. You know, we talk about like seafood and good quality dairy and fruits and root veggies and saturated fats and bioavailable animal proteins. And then, you know, once your system's healthy, you can eat a bit of stuff that's not so optimal. Like, you know, we went and had mm-hmm. sushi yesterday. I love that bloody mayonnaise on that sushi that full of fucking pufas, <laughs> you know, but like, it's not like I eat that every day. But I'm not scared right. to eat it anymore. It doesn't turn into this big binge fest. And I think like, you know, you can get so focused, like too extreme with everything. Yeah. Um, and you just oh yeah. So many women develop this unhealthy relate. And I was exactly the same. Like, but then mm-hmm. I would just end up bloody binge eating, which which right. is like most of the women that join our program, they just go, they're so strict. And then they completely fall off the fucking wagon and just, you know, eat chips and ice cream and just all this crap food. So yeah, yeah, I just really love, I feel like he just helped me become less afraid of food Mm -hmm. and just really helped me rebuild that relationship because I think food's so, should enjoy food.
0: Yeah. You know, like you think about
1: how many, like you go to social gatherings and it's such a cultural, like you share food with people and you can still do it and be healthy And, you know, so anyway, so I've gone off on a bloody tangent. Yeah,
0: no, we, I (laughs) I love that tangent because I feel like that's, it's more common for women to have these hangups with food. You know, we have such an emotional relationship to food and, you know, whatever it may be, like whether, you know, women were binge eating throughout their young years or like me starving myself, like not even, not even thinking about food. I just was never hungry. Mm -hmm. And, um, It's just this, like re-evaluating your relationship with food, so that and repeat, really kind of open. Oh, you're like, wait. uh, I mean, I had to, I had to navigate through the dairy, and you know, um, I think once you once you introduce those foods, you have to start counting your macros.
1: (laughs) Totally, (laughs) I think you should always like where we've always got our clock because we're into body recomposition too, so our approach is very measured. And, you know, it's so easy, like women, so many women come into this space and they're like, oh my God, like ice cream and they just overeat. They don't track,
0: right? you know, and
1: then they gain all this weight and obviously gaining a ton of weight isn't healthy either. Some people do need to gain some weight, but a lot of women we work with, they actually need to lose weight. So yeah, I think the tracking is just so important.
0: I mean, uh, that's one of my other mistakes too, besides not eating is like, is I should have started counting my macros back in the day when I started, but I was like, you know, it shouldn't matter (laughs) if you're eating healthy. It's okay. You know, it's fine. You can eat as much as you want, as long as it's good food, you
1: know? Yeah. It's like energy balance doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was an eye opener because the first couple of months, I was like, "Whoa!" and I put on quite a bit of weight because I was just loving that I was reintroduced <laughs> to dairy, and so I was eating the ice cream before bed, and I was yeah. having uh, whole glasses <laughs> of whole milk, and it was, it was goodness it was so good but so then i had to rein it back in and now i'm doing goat milk goat's milk at the mm, moment because yum. i was working yeah it's really good but i you know just having to deal with and these are the some of the things that i think are the challenges with the repeat diet is just, or diet right he doesn't Ray-Pete really
1: approach have a maybe yeah it's not a yeah, diet, the repeat yeah. approach
0: i like to say the generative energy foods right yeah. <laughs> the, i give a little <laughs> wink wink nod nod to danny roddy there <laughs> because they um because some, some of them, no matter how good they are for you, you might have issues digesting them, you know? Yeah. And I think too, uh, a
1: lot of women, like you would agree with this, I'm sure they come to us in such a compromised state. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've been under eating and then binge eating. And so their digestion, you know, like when your body's under nourished, it just down regulates everything. So, you know, I find they get bloated by everything, but then once we yes. work with them to improve the system mm-hmm. in time, they seem to be able to, tolerate dairy again or certain types of dairy like you say like it might right and you know, maybe they can't you know they might not do well on yogurt but they'll do well on hard cheeses and things so yeah, yeah. it's like an
0: adjustment period for sure it's like re re uh, reintroducing yourself to a new way of eating but one of the big things i learned from dr pete was um estrogen the role mm. that estrogen plays and how Again, how, if it's not regulated, how it can wreak havoc. And that when we get to, we get into our perimenopause years. And for a lot of women these days, I'm seeing it. I'm sure you're seeing it Mm. as well. It's happening so much earlier. I'm getting 30 year olds that are like, my doctor said I'm in perimenopause. And that is very interesting because when progesterone crashes, estrogen retreats into the tissues. And then it doesn't show up in blood serum in circulation. So they get put on estrogen thinking they need it because it's not in circulation. Mm. Meanwhile, it's in their dense breast tissue. It's in their cervix. It's in their ovaries. It's everywhere, right? It's everywhere. Literally the flesh of the inside of your mouth. Like a lot of women get this end men get this thing where they bite their cheeks really easily, you know, and they, they keep, they keep doing it over and over until there's a scar inside their mouth. Like, why does that happen to me? And I'm like estrogen, because it really can just cause cells to divide and grow just about anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so that was an eye opener for me with Ray Pete's work. And, uh, And then just the importance of progesterone. So yeah, coming on board with Ona's was such a wonderful experience because I had already had several years of progesterone usage and just the anecdotal experiences in my estrogen dominance support group on Facebook where all these women, you know, 20,000 women, I think 25 now, just all of us talking about this and using progesterone, all brands as well. I, I mm. promote, as you know, I mean, I use Progesty as well. I love it. Mm. I use Napro. I mix. I have <laughs> Prometrium. A pr- a prescri- I just love progesterone. Yeah, yeah. And I even have injections. I, I haven't used them in a while, but I even have them. Um, it's well, mostly because it's my job now to understand.
1: Of course, you know, and try them all and see what yeah. they're yeah, and I feel like different people sometimes can respond differently to different ones or different ways to, like, you know, obviously, progest- progester, you rub on your gums, so mm-hmm. it gets absorbed through the gums, but some will, you know, you'll digest some, whereas the cream, you're rubbing it on your skin, so it's getting absorbed through the skin. It feels like different people just re- sometimes can respond differently to the, yeah, that's just to yeah. find the one that works. Actually, I think you know, that's
0: the hardest part.
1: Yeah, before you dive into that though, just because I for some women who don't really understand how it's made. Can you talk about how progesterone's made?
0: Oh sure. Yeah. So, progesterone bioidentical progesterone before you make anything, whether it's uh, a cream or an oral or a troche, oh no, sorry, sorry,
1: sorry, in the body, in the body. So how do <laughs> you, know, you talk about sorry? Because you know, to, just to help them understand. So how do we become deficient in progesterone naturally, like our body? Ah, so yeah. we run into all these issues. So you know, because I think a lot of women don't understand how the body actually make it makes it. Okay, like, ovulation yeah. is so important, and then you know what affects ovulation.
0: Yeah so yeah. you you hit, you mentioned it earlier about our, our um cholesterol making our our steroid hormones and making pregnenolone which is the mother of all hormones and then from there DHEA and and um and uh, progesterone are made and progesterone um donates to make cortisol estrogen and testosterone when needed. That's a big misconception. A lot of women think that it can convert to estrogen or convert to uh, um, convert to a cortisol um, when it's not needed. And that's not the case. It, it converts to those hormones when it's needed. So progesterone is a lot like pregnenolone in that way. It, it helps to regulate other hormones and normalize hormone function in the body. And so, uh, the two of them, I always say, like I said, the, the lion and the lion tamer throughout ovulation, throughout your cycle in the month, um, they, they do this dance where one rises and the other falls. And the whole time progesterone is following the estrogen and is, is, is managing the estrogen throughout your, your follicular phase and your luteal phase. And, um, what else part of that uh, and then so when we become deficient, especially the the thing that really steals progesterone is when we are under high levels of stress, and that can be emotional stress, that can be uh, chemical biochemical stress, um, infections, you know dental infection, EBV, herpes, Lyme, you name it, any kind of infection can uh, spike our cortisol, which is a, a, stress hormone that brings, that helps bring inflammation down in the body and we need it. So a lot of women say, I've got this really high cortisol and I really need to bring it down. And I always say, wait, 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 you know, why do you have high cortisol? Let's address that first before we start taking away the progesterone because cortisol mm-hmm. is crucial, essential for life as all, all our hormones, of course. And so, um, when we have these high stress levels, which can happen at such a young age, um, estrogen can dominate through at different times throughout your cycle. In fact, estrogen dominance doesn't even mean high levels of estrogen. It can just mean that estrogen is dominating at the wrong time of the cycle, at the wrong time when it shouldn't be dominating. So you can have low levels of both and estrogen can dominate. And you can have estrogenic symptoms like fibroids and blo- uh, bleeding, clotting, all the things And have actually quite low levels of estrogen it also depends on what you're doing with your estrogen and how it's making its way getting processed at the liver getting metabolized at the liver and what pathways it's taking is it taking dangerous pathways that can create clotting is it is it creating uh you know other lethargy and and brain fog all kinds of symptoms as you probably know the symptoms of estrogen dominance are pages long, there's so Mm. many symptoms. And so then then a second, uh, or we should say a third process of detoxification happens when it gets dumped into the bowel and gets eliminated for excretion. If 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 you don't have the adequate microbiome and proper digestion at the bowel, you can recycle that estrogen back up into the system, making it far more potent and far more potentially dangerous. And Mm -hmm. so progesterone's role in that again is, you know, regulating that, being there for that process to keep the estrogen from being, as I like to say, naughty. But, um, so so yeah, to us
1: and they're not pooing every day. Like it's so normal. They're like, oh, kitty only poo like every three days.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, as, as you know, that's a almost always there's some sluggish thyroid happening there mm-hmm. um, slowing down motility and, and liver, of course, thyroid and liver, are just best friends. And um, so then, you know, that moti- that slow motility, it's funny, I'm doing, you know, marrying the gut health, my gut health education with this hormone mm-hmm. um, education and creating this program called hormone rehab. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that, you know, it always goes back to the gut. Because if digestion is not optimum, if you're not breaking down and digesting your food and then absorbing the nutrients from that food, those nutrients don't get to the thyroid. They don't get to the liver. They don't get to where they need to go to do those processes that happen to make hormones and to guide them and to uh, conjugate them at the liver, all those things. So digestion, it always comes back to that. You know, mm. when I, I'm realizing more and more, you know, and then, it, and then the microbiome plays a huge role with that, um, all the different colonies of microbes that are in the gut, these amazing microbes that, you know, the estrobilome colony that is called estrobilome because it's metabolizing estrogen. Mm. And if that is not a thriving colony in your bowel you're gonna recycle that estrogen. You're gonna recycle all kinds of toxins into the body. And uh, so we have to nourish and nurture and balance um, the microbiome, digestion. And then I feel like that's when thyroid gets the support it needs. And that's, you know, all, all the all the other organs come into play, but everyone's waiting on the gut. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. waiting on the gut to function, to to mm-hmm. be online for the thyroid to come back line and for the liver to do its job. It's just such a beautiful puzzle, you know? Mm,
1: I know it is. It's so amazing. And like I, you know, because we'll interview just women from our program that have had good results and it just still blows my mind how incredible some of the results are just from doing the, like, I'm not saying that there's not nuances and, you know, like certain supplements and things that women need to use, of course, but those basic foundations, You know, Mm. like lowering stress, eating adequate calories, getting enough protein, balancing your blood sugar, like eating every three to five hours, You know, eating those nutrient-dense foods we talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just some of the incredible results that women see just from doing those basics.
0: Yeah. It still blows my mind, actually. Right. I mean, a lot of women come to me as well, and they're like, I can't afford supplements. I can't do any supplements. I'm like, that's Mm. fine. Let's Mm. just work on... The, the quality of what you're eating and mm. let's make sure you're digesting it. And that begins honestly with chewing, right? Yeah. I mean, how many people are just on the go with a piece of toast in their mouth and, you know, you know, chew, chew, swallow like my dog, it, it, you know, and that's, it's just so unhealthy. So that food goes into the stomach and it gets uh, disinfected. Hopefully, if you have adequate stomach acid, it makes its way into the small intestine, half chewed, you know not not fully not fully uh, disinfected and the body's like, "What am I going to do with this? Yeah, it's an organic piece of broccoli, but it's half chewed little things like that people that are super stressed and they're just not taking the time to be in the rest and digest mode when they're resting and digesting are meant to be right
1: yeah, and I think, you know, like obviously anyone who tracks their cycle will start to understand the things that affect it. Like for me, if we, you know, cause we'll have times in our business, that's stressful. or Maybe something personal's happening that's stressful. And yeah. I've noticed that I ovulate early. My luteal phase is shorter. Mm-hmm. So like if I haven't eaten enough or there's some stress going on in our business, which is affecting my sleep. And it's just so amazing how it affects my cycle. Like I can just see it. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Wow. Just even though I know I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm stressed. And then obviously it subsides or whatever you know, gets resolved. Like for me, if anything feels out of alignment, I feel stressed, emotionally stressed. And until it's, I'm back in alignment, my body just is like, I'm not, you're not going to sleep. Like you, you're just going to wake you up. And it's just so fascinating, the flow on effect to my menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure women who track their cycle can probably see the same sort of patterns. Yeah
0: that's the main thing that i think every woman every young young girl the at the you know right from the start of their cycle in fact i think they should be taught that prior like expecting it you know this is about to happen especially because now it's happening so much younger to um understand what that is to track mm-hmm. their cycle to know what luteal is know what follicular is know the moon cycles know what cervical mucus is and how the moon cycles can play a role in that And um, you said, you know, a little bit of stress all of a sudden uh, shortens your luteal phase. Well, when you stress out, what is that doing? That's spiking cortisol, which is going to bring progesterone down. And when progesterone is down, estrogen is going to rise and you're not going to have a lengthy luteal phase. Same thing with defective luteal phase. When women are spotting brown spotting before their period and after their period, that is notoriously can be other things, but it is almost always a defective luteal phase, which is low progesterone and dominating estrogen, not always high again. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's so crucial to learn how to, I'm not saying manage our stress or stress reduction anymore, because it's almost impossible to reduce your stress, right? But stress reaction management. Like mm. how you, how you react to something and if you stew in it and worry in it and continue down that path of freaking out about something, making a mountain out of a molehill, which is just mm. me.
1: That's <laughs> what oh, I just grew up doing. It's so true though. Cause I think, you know, like, and I don't know why I feel like alignment's the best word for me, but when something doesn't, you know, I can just feel it. it's not something's unresolved or, but it's like, I a, a bit like, I focus on stuff. And it'll, Mm -hmm. like you say, but it's trying to learn how to, you either have to resolve it or change the way that you're reacting to it. Because I think like when I'm in alignment and we're busy and like high workload, but things like I'm fine, it is stressful, but I don't get that same reaction to the stress. Does that make sense? Very much. I totally understand what you're saying. It's such an interesting Point. I
0: really had to shift it too, because I, I, it was learned for me. I mean, on my personality mm-hmm. type is kind of that as well, but mm-hmm. I, I learned it from my mom. You know, I learned to be like an alarmist and be yeah, worried yeah. about everyone's business and every, and everything. So it's been probably the last five years where I really took an interest in like managing my reaction and like, does this serve me? choosing my battles and it still gets the best of me, especially <laughs> social media. <laughs> Same. Same. And you're so right. You're so yeah.
1: it's so interesting that yeah, it's, and I'm sure so many women will be like, oh my God, I could totally relate to this.
0: Yeah. 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 And that cortisol, I want to point this out, something that I just got drilled into my head by the microbiologist Kiran Krishnan the other day, which is that ongoing cortisol spikes like that for for somebody like myself, that is that is just instant leaky gut. It doesn't take much time before that cortisol will start making your gut lining permeable. Mm -hmm. And there goes the first domino, right? There goes all of the imbalances and autoimmune issues and endotoxin leaking into the, Mm -hmm. you know, into the system and inflammation. It's it's a mess. So it is so important to manage that that stress, the Mm. reaction to stress.
1: (laughs) Mm. I really notice it too. Like I And this would be the the stress hormones. Like if I'm stressed about something, I pee more. I just instantly know it. Yeah, feel it. And then as soon as it's resolved, it goes away. It's incredible now. I'm like so hyper aware of it. Interesting. Yeah. And then as soon as it, yeah, like something will happen and then we'll resolve it. And then I'll be like, I can feel the instant relief and it goes away.
0: I wonder what that action is. Because I know that progesterone is a diuretic, but I don't think that would have an effect. I think it's just
1: the adrenaline and the cortisol. Uh, Like you know, stressing, you're stressing and you can feel it. I can feel yeah. it. Yeah. I'm so like hyper, where it's sort of annoying actually. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. but then I just know I'm like, okay, you have to like, like you say, shift your perspective or something that's mm-hmm. really helped me. And if people listen to my podcast before is tapping the EFT tapping. So I've got yeah, this yeah. friend Greta and she's amazing. And often if I'm feeling out of alignment, I'll just get on a call. And sometimes it's, she just helps me shift my perspective on something. It's always relationships for me, like things with people, like I can't leave things unresolved, if there's some conflict or something, maybe it's in the way that they're reacting to me. And then I make up these stories in my head about it. And then I feel, (laughs) you know, like you were talking about, and then I just chat to her and she sort of helps me bring things into perspective. And then all of a sudden I feel calm again. It's just shifting. Like you said, nothing's actually changed. Right. Really. It's just the way that you're reacting to it or how you perceive things, which I think is so interesting.
0: That's amazing because think about that. Like nothing changed. Yeah, you just changed your perspective. That's that's a big that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, to be able to do that. Yeah, and I'm sure other people would have the same issues. Mm-hmm. You no, know?
0: yeah, I mean, I have that similar issue too. I mean, I, I I definitely get. I probably shouldn't reveal my my Achilles heel to people, <laughs> but I definitely get injured easy. Like, I get I get my feelings hurt easy, and I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in the social media world where, you know, I have this group and I'm like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't mean to say it that way. Yeah. Like, you know, this cyber communication, you're like, ah, totally. all of a sudden they hate you. And you're like, got to You got to block them. And
1: <laughs> oh my God, it's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> On social media.
0: it. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, I worry about like what people think of me and, you know, if people are going to judge me or maybe I'm going to yeah, say the wrong thing. But then I'm always like, oh, fuck it. I just do it anyway because I think, well, you know, but it doesn't mean I don't feel it. The feel, Like I exactly. still feel afraid. I've just taught myself to take action regardless. But that can be, you know, a bit distressing sometimes, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then when does it affect you the most, right? When you wake up at that two o'clock in the morning hour and you're You're just spinning out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fuck. Uh. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, okay. All right. So, and just, I don't know if you mentioned this too, but, and again, this is just for women who don't understand the cycle, but you know, after you ovulate, your body makes the corpus luteum and then that's what produces the progesterone. So like, so maybe talk about, oh, I guess you sort of have that, you know, like, some women don't ovulate, you know, as we go through perimenopause, we start to experience these cycles where we don't ovulate. So we're not making progesterone or maybe like you talked about that the, maybe they're not making enough progesterone like Mm -hmm. in that luteal phase because of stress, under eating, emotional stress, all of those, I guess it's all the different types of stress can affect that. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's again, because, because uh, progesterone is in demand, it's in demand in the body uh, to make other things Mm. it's, it can go, uh, you know, we can run short for sure. I mean, I think there's also the the idea behind like so much stress chronically over time, again, back to the thyroid and cholesterol and not making enough to begin with, Mm. because some women, you know, they'll they'll get their levels done. They'll have labs done and it'll show that they are making progesterone, but they're having symptoms of estrogen dominance. And this can be because the progesterone is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's too busy, you know, uh, donating to make other hormones. And maybe the, uh, you know, I think a, a really hidden, a, a, an unspoken problem is the xenoestrogen aspect, where you mm-hmm. know we have these these estrogens that are being that are mimicking. I'm sorry, chemicals that are mimicking estrogen in the body, acting like they're estrogen. That's, that could be another uh, mystery behind mm-hmm. why levels in the blood look fine for hormones, yep. but the signs of estrogen dominance are so high, so elevated and progesterone. So um, maybe progesterone's even normal looking, you know, maybe it looks fine, mm-hmm. but there's all these clotting and issues, uh, you know, short luteal phases, all these things, infertility. And I think that's one of the reasons also is the cortisol piece, but also the xenoestrogen piece where there's the body's like, Oh, I've got way too much estrogen and it can't combat that. So that's a tough one because no one really knows a lot about that yet. At least not that I'm aware of. Um, I mean, you can certainly do detoxes and try to unload the xenoestrogens, but you know, if it's in your receptors, it's in your tissues. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a tricky thing. So I think we're dealing with a lot of different factors when it comes to hormone imbalance, which is why we see so many young people now who are dealing with this, you know, with, you know, girls having their period at nine years old and, you know, 12 year olds with double D's and boys with gynecomastia and things like this.
1: It's like so common. Um, well, you think, think before I met Emma, like it actually, I think about it was shit that I used to put in my body. So, like, I used to fake tan every week, twice a week, shampoo, conditioner, all the shit creams I'd rub on myself, perfume every day, makeup, like, look at all the ingredients on those things. I was... Like applying multiple things, everything, and the perfume, like even now, because I don't, I only occasionally wear perfume if we go out and I just spray it on my clothes, yeah. which is not very often. But, you know, like there's this lady that walks past us every day. She's got these two little bloody tiny little toy poodles and she just so much perfume. You know, like it actually makes me feel sick now, that heavy perfume smell. Yeah. And I think oh, I used to fucking down smell my- all over my neck. Uh-huh.
0: Plus all the fake or- Yeah. Plus all the
1: creams. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, Emma was the one who told me about the iron oxide in any brown tints and brown it. tint is in almost every, you know, what is that? Like, there's gotta be brown tint in, in blush and rouge and lipstick yep. and eyeshadow and base. And, you know, the foundation, I keep going like this because, you know, I, that's where my melasma like showed up the most was on my forehead. And I mean, how much of that stuff was, <laughs> have we been using? It's kind of sad because it's what, you know, women we're, we're so. Yeah so I don't know, subjected is the word. It's a choice we're making, but it's certainly, we've been conditioned to do that. And yeah, the, 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 the scents, the perfumes getting oh. in an Uber and just like know. the cologne or the, and I figure if you can smell it, it's getting into your bloodstream, right? Mm. I mean, that's getting into your system. If you can smell something, you, it's in your lungs. It's, it's in your taste buds. Cause in order to taste, in order to smell, those taste buds have to be, Active, I mean, you're ingesting these things, you're Mm. smelling them, so you're ingesting them. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah. It, 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 and look, I don't, you know, don't everyone freak out. Like, I think I know. <laughs> I've definitely made some great improvements, you know. Like, obviously, we create all the skincare now. So it's just have the you know, the saturated skincare, rub that on my body, use the face cream. You know, I've got RMS makeup, which is not, it's one of the better ones. I think there's a few, uh, as, as a desire beauty, I've got a few of them, but I've still got some shit makeup that I wear. Like, if we go out, you know, yeah, and use, some shit yeah. blushes and stuff, because I just want to look nice, you know, but it's not like I'm wearing it every day. You yeah. know, so I think, you know, you can, and it's cleaning products, washing powders, like you can definitely start to make some changes. And I think it too, it helps you simplify, like use less stuff as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, I yeah.
0: know. I think, I know that was daunting and I, it, but the good news is that it's not only is it easy to change out some of the things that you use every day. but um, in in terms of some of the chemicals, they do uh, excrete, you know we do know they come out in urine and so and the liver detoxifies them. Um, I don't know about iron oxide, but <laughs> but you know a lot of these chemicals we do a pretty good job of getting rid of them. That's why all of our organs are mostly detox organs, right? It's just to help us clear that stuff out. But um, it is important to know, it's important to recognize all that stuff and start to. I, I always tell people like, what do you use every day? Like, is it chapstick? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, um sunblock? And look at that thing that you use every day and look at the ingredients, ingredients and then try to find something to replace that thing. Don't go through your makeup bag and throw it all out. You know, like just yeah. go to that one thing that you do all the time. Same thing with food, right? If you yeah. like I have clients who just eat almond butter. Every, they eat tons of almond butter. I'm like, okay, so let's, let's talk about that. And we just bring that one item. We don't just like throw a hand grenade at their whole,
1: whole kitchen, you know? Yeah. Like with... slow and steady wins a race, you know, just make yeah. small changes every week, every day. And just, I think, and over time, like we've over time, gradually, you know, like now we're really into the red light. We bought this red light sauna, you know, we've I, um, been getting on the coffee enemas, trying them. Cause Alex Orton, I don't know if you know him, he's awesome. He's like a oh. cancer. He's so good. He's such so, he, I just love him. So we've been, you know, and the strong sisters, they love the coffee love enemas. Her. So we've been doing, we chat with them quite regularly. So we've bought that in, you know, over time, mm-hmm. just gradually, you know, change things. And obviously this, the makeup, the skincare, um, mm-hmm. we're making sunscreen. Actually, we've we've I got this saw that. so good. I've be we tested the samples. Craig and I on the weekend like went out in the sun and didn't get burnt. So
0: nice. Yeah. It's oh really gosh. Funny. I can't wait for all the other things you toothpaste guys are doing. Toothpaste. We're doing
1: or toothpaste. It's like this toothpaste powder. Emma's developed. We were trying it last night. It's really cool. And oh, a nice. root and a lip and cheek tint. We've been trying. Obviously, the makeup. That's we've a big got one for on. me. Yeah. Yeah. The lip
0: and uh, lip cheek. Um. Yeah. The lip tint the, the cheeks and Bronze probably up. under eye I could get away yeah. and go off in the day with curling my eyelashes as long as I have lipstick and and blush and under eye I like,
1: use concealer too like today yeah. I've just got concealer on you probably can't see it it's come off a bit but like I've got this RMS like peach and then mascara yeah so the foundation I think will be like you could use it as concealer or you mm-hmm. can put more on in your face or like mix it with the moisturizer and then make a sort of nice like yeah. coverage like a tinted moisturizer we just the first samples were a bit too um thick like too heavy we wanted it more glowy and dewy so it's yeah, yeah a bit of a process too like trying to find colorings that aren't you know like iron oxide and natural mm. so it's yeah but it'll be mm. cool when we finally um get it out but I yeah. think too you know like as your skin caught co- like this, this the moisturizer really helped you know what's really helped us too we've got a red light face mask uh-huh. we have been using it consistently every Craig and I do it like he lies and reads his book we have the two big panels and we just do 15 minutes a day and cool. we've both noticed an improvement in our skin as well wow you know, I was that. thinking
0: of getting one and putting one. it in our sauna because they have one that you can actually yeah. attach inside the sauna oh great. so yeah yeah Get it.
1: it's the best you yeah you
0: know yeah, yeah. Um, you made me think of something, oh, the coffee enemas. So I just, for Lent, I gave up, um, all my supplements for 40 days. I picked something that I obsess on. I was like, okay, you know, that's for Lent. You're supposed to give up something that- you know, it doesn't serve you. And even though yeah. supplements do serve me, I feel like I go overboard sometimes with yeah, self-care. Yeah. So I yeah. gave up, I even stopped taking progesterone Really, like on day 22. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, after day 10, I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I was able to kind of skirt by without, you know, like the biotin and the B1 and the, yeah. and the bees I, I, I had to get back on. Um, but the things that, that uh i really missed and i could feel in my body Mm. was progesterone so within 10 days hot flashes um my i had cystic like my my right breast got really dense and more like cystic i mean i naturally am that way anyway but it 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 like within 10 days of no progesterone i had um yeah the hot flashes the cystic breasts i had um excruciating headaches and um yeah, there was. I made a list of the things that that happened that I was like, oh, waking up every night in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom one, two, three times. Wow! And this was not changing my food. I gave up mm. booze and the supplements and the coffee is the self care. So no sauna, oh, no. Question.
1: Well done yeah, on and, the good work on the booze. I mean, the coffee too. I'm like, I love coffee. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 And so, um, one of the things that I so I got back on the progesterone, yep. and right away the hot flashes are gone, and you know all these things sort of started to clear up. But um, I do have to say, with the coffee enemas, I've been doing them for years—probably fifteen years. And how often do you you do it? Once a week, twice a week? I I, was—I average out. I average about three times a week because that's
1: so impressive. I I need—I tried to do it twice a week for a couple of weeks, but just so fucking busy. I really need to get try and get back to it two times. Once a week, I do it at least.
0: Well, it's incredible because one thing with the right, with the right side of my body, I feel like I have underarm lymph issue on this side too, which I think can be super concerning for some women. Not, I'm not saying you shouldn't go get that checked out. Everyone should get that checked out, but- I notice with coffee enemas, the, infl- the inflammation there almost, you know, just almost completely gone. It's crazy. Wow. So, in these last 20 days, I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that. Hey, get back on the co- so,
1: coffee. Yeah, wow, yeah. That's incredible. He's mm-hmm. okay, motivated me to try. I've got it once in my diary, and I have to like put it in my diary so that I do stuff. What yeah. I like to do is put it in the diary other days, and it'll make me, make me, and it just feels so nice too. I reckon it feels yeah. nice. You feel so good afterwards. And yeah. he and I recorded a podcast actually with Alex just specifically on the coffee enemas and all oh, the I have studies. To to it. It's really good. It hasn't come out yet, but um, okay, cool. Well, let's now talk about progesterone okay. and like <laughs> taking progesterone and this topical progesterone and like what it is, how it works, you know, dosage, when to use. Okay.
0: Hmm. So bioidentical progesterone is made, I started to say earlier, is made from uh for it's the plant sterol from it's a, a a portion of the plant of uh, yucca soy, um, some cactuses, wild yam, it's taken out of that. and from that they it's called diostogenin. And it's ma- they make a micronized powder from that um, micronized progesterone, and then from that they put it into all kinds of things. Everything from you know the the injections. So bio but bioidentical progesterone can be a topical cream, it can be oral oil, it can be a pill, it can be a patch, it can be uh, suppositories. Um, did I miss anything? Yeah, creams. No, yeah, I've never it, tried it, injection it, intravenous. Yeah, um, Dr. Uh, Ray Pete said that uh, it, he doesn't really recommend it. And I can't remember what that was about. Um, but I will say that there's been a lot of research done in one particular study on intravenous progesterone. And um, you probably know about this and uh, traumatic brain injury and mm-hmm. how using I think like 1800 milligrams of progesterone intravenously. And these were men, I think, um, who had TBIs bringing down the inflammation in the brain and how dramatically uh how dramatic it was to for improvement for them and yeah and um so that was intravenous and i think uh there's like a slow release that happens with topical progesterone that i think women favor topical Mm. but it is harder to like you're not going to absorb a hundred percent of any any product no matter Mm. what it is and um except probably intravenous, I think, Mm. but, uh, so you have to take that into consideration and then your own body type, like you said earlier, you know, um, it's hard to know what's going to be right for you. And so that's kind of my job with Onas is helping people figure out what medium would be best, because Mm. if you have hypothyroid, you might have tough time absorbing at the skin because your circulation might not be so great cold hands and feet, that type of, of, of person might have an issue absorbing. So they might do better with an oral. Mm. Um, oral is better absorbed, but um, even so, uh, if you have a lot of gut dysbiosis, mm. that might not be good. So you might just want to do sublingual and not swallow it. Um, there's so many uh, variables well, with it.
1: Maybe we should talk about the cream then specifically. That okay. makes and then how you would, cause you've obviously got the different strengths as well. Yeah. So like. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. We've got the two, we've got 3%, a 5%, a 10% and 20%. And then we do have a 10% oral oil that's similar to progesty, but not quite as um thick. It's thinner. And, uh, so I always recommend when people are starting off to use this, the lower strengths, because that's usually when you get a prescription for progesterone, it usually comes in two and 3%, um, Mm -hmm. even lower sometimes. And they just, uh, it it seems to absorb easier, Mm. but when some women are up at higher doses, they do better with 10, with high, with 10% and 20%. A lot of pregnant women, for some reason do really well with 20%. I think the body's just ready to uptake all that progesterone. And so it just sucks it up. Mm. Um, That's, you know, my guess, Uh, but nobody, nobody knows exactly. But uh, so I recommend that people start off with a lower strength cream and they do it AM um, and then PM. So like one pump in the AM, one pump yep. in the PM. And usually that suffices. That's like enough for a lot of women. They can do, there's two methods of dosing. You can, you can do the maintenance method, which is yep. what most doctors recommend where you're dosing um, either days 14 through 28. Or if you have bigger symptoms, more intense symptoms, you can do like that would be like lingering periods or heavier periods or painful periods. You can do from ovulation until bleeding. So the first, maybe that's day 16 until day one of when you start to bleed. That would be considered maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then women who are debilitated by PCOS and you know 20 day bleeds and mm-hmm. uh, you know the list goes on and on. You know who you are out there. Um, we recommend doing three months of a of what's called the therapy method, and that's a Katerina Dalton thing that we mm-hmm. we. Um, you know, pulled from her information where you're dosing daily, sometimes with PCO, excuse me, uh, with PMDD women can dose like every 30 minutes, like Mike, like, like pea size mm-hmm. amounts because the symptoms, the minute that your progesterone drops even a little bit and that estrogen spikes over the progesterone, and this can be any time of month, mm uh, symptom women will have these rage of symptoms come up. So we say just dose every 30 minutes or every hour until symptoms subside. So you might be, and this is when they get up into the higher doses, like 300, 400 milligrams, sometimes more. So you're, you then, so like the
1: one that i that you sent me, is like the hundred milligram per pump. Hey, so they would yeah. just do that one pump four times a day. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And, uh, and you know, then, Um, so that's the, the therapy method and that's for, for more debilitating situations where you would go up in dose from there. And I mean, I, I always give this as an example. Um, I was doing, um, 800 and this is not going to be everybody, this is not, but just to give you an idea of how different absorption can be. I was having 20 day bleeds and having to go in for iron infusions. Um, and I was anemic quote unquote, anemic. And uh, I was doing 800 milligrams, which stopped the bleeding.
1: And so, when, when you say this, sorry, just a quick question. So, yeah, no. This. So you're saying do this every day, every day, so you don't take any breaks for three months. So it's right. not in line with the cycle. It's just continuous right. for three yes. months till the symptoms improve, mm-hmm. and you could go to a maintenance dose of cycling it two exactly. months, in line with the cycle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, it's that a, makes sense. Yeah. It's, yep. a,
0: it's like you're reaching a saturation point. I, yep. I, I always use this analogy as well. It's like, it's like going to the gas station and only filling up your gas tank, like yep. just enough to get you going again. And then you run yep. out again. It's like, yep. you need to saturate, um, Jeez. and then come mm. down so that, you know, the progesterone can continue to oppose estrogen in its cycle, in its dance that it does, you know, uh, otherwise you're going to keep crashing. Your progesterone will keep crashing. So,
1: yeah. What about, cause you mentioned too, just, this made me think about other women as well, like with potential sleep issues and say they've really, you know, they're eating enough foods, you know, cause obviously if you're under eating, I think, and you're really stressed, taking progesterone isn't going to fix your problems, but let's say mm. you're doing all the right things, you're eating adequate calories, getting the right nutrients in, you've lowered stress, you know, and they're still waking up at night. You mentioned about the progesterone, like you said mm-hmm. yourself, like once you stopped taking it, you were waking up.
0: Yeah. You think yeah. that
1: could potentially help them too?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think, um, uh, if you are, if you lean towards being adrenaline dominant, I know a lot of people probably haven't heard that, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. the same thing as just, you know, being, being stressed out basically and having high cortisol, but also, um, having this adrenaline issue where, where, um, and you talking about feeding yourself well, You know when you go to bed without adequate healthy carbohydrate and without adequate healthy fuel and you go to bed at night and you wait you're woken up at three o'clock in the morning it's usually you're having a hangry moment in the middle of the night you didn't realize it and your body's flooding with adrenaline to wake you up to then stabilize blood sugar right Mm. and so um obviously The eating right is so important and supporting adrenal function, adrenal health and hydration and all the things that we need for healthy adrenals because progesterone won't, is not a magic bullet. It will Mm. not, if you're not doing the homework, you can stimulate estrogen with underdosing progesterone or with inconsistent progesterone usage. So yeah, when you have adequate progesterone, progesterone is an anxiolytic, right? I think I, I always say that differently every time, but it's it's controls and and manages anxiety. It's a a large part of the amniotic fluid that the baby is floating in in utero is progesterone because it's keeping that baby calm. And in that, in those tight quarters, right. It's keeping the baby calm. It's meant to relax. It's meant to calm. And so, yeah, when I'm off of it, I tend to be, I lean towards adrenaline dominance. And so I get off the progesterone and right away, that's the first thing that comes is this insomnia, you know, waking up, going back, waking up. And, um, I also created a product called calm cream, which is, um, progesterone 3% progesterone and it's CBD from hemp. And that down-regulates cortisol while using the benefits of progesterone so that you, and it's really good in the moment for like therapeutic uses for like acute anxiety attacks or even sore muscles. Mm. Uh, So, because that's the effect that progesterone can have on the body. So Mm. yeah, important for sleeping balanced.
1: Kitty, where do you rub it on your body? Like, so do you need to change spots? Like if you, let's say you're using it every day where Mm. should you rub it on your body?
0: I say thin skinned areas. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I favor like my upper neck and behind my ears, Mm. um, even my face, but now that I'm doing saturate, I I mix it together by the way, and it just feels so good. It's so silky. Um, also, you know, wrists, um, I personally try to avoid fatty areas, even though there is no literature out there, no, no data that shows that it collects in fatty tissue. They have not proven that even Mm -hmm. though other hormones do. And so they assumed a lot of scientists assumed that it would and does. And there, we have not seen that data yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, one thing, there was this great study about women with cystic or fibro fibrotic tissue in the breasts was Mm -hmm. rubbing it on the breast tissue and showing they took these thermogram imaging of the breast tissue, showing the inflammation going down. So that's a personal choice. You should read into that and research that more. But I think that that is super promising and I did it. That's what I did when I got back on the progesterone and was feeling that density happening. I just rubbed it on my breast tissue, but normally, yeah, I would avoid like your butt tissue or your inner thighs I would favor things. skin. You put it on like your
1: chest. And yeah. cause I, after I, cause I had the, I don't know if you have followed me for a while, but like I had the, operate the breast lift. Uh-huh. So I've been rubbing it on my breasts and over the scars, up mm. and down the scars and then sitting in the red light every day. And I was saying to Craig, I'm like, oh, I really noticed. He's like, oh, your scars are looking really good. Nice. You know, they're still there obviously, but they've improved yeah. dramatically. And I think the combination of the progesterone, the cream and the red light has yeah. really helped and do you use it every day now do you cycle uh, it right because i'm
0: i'm basically almost in menopause so for yep. women who are in menopause and, and ovulatory so that means yep. you're not ovulating any longer um you it's recommended to use daily although yep. you know um dr pete says that you should give it a seven to ten day break i think just to give yep. your liver a rest yep. um So I'm thinking of doing that, but I'm also contemplating maybe just like a, like a, like a longer, like a 10, 15 day, because if you think about it, that's kind of our cycle, isn't it? And even though you're in menopause, yeah. yeah, So like going like a, um, full moon on new moon off. Yeah, right. Because so that I was thinking about doing something like that. I'll keep you yeah. posted. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: keep me posted. Um, and so though for women who are cycling, unless they've got those really extreme issues, so like obviously if it's extreme, do it for the three months to really saturate mm-hmm. and build it up, and then you could go to cycling it. Yeah. Roughly two weeks on two weeks. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah. And you'll know if you can, you'll know if it's time because if you get off the progesterone and your estrogen spikes and things start to come back, you'll know. And that that can be possible. I stayed on it for quite a while at high doses, um, which I loved doing.
1: It does Um, make you feel calmer. Like I notice it too when I have it You know, if I felt a bit frazzled and then I'll rub it and then I'll have a good sleep. And I'm like, I'll wake up next day, just feel calmer and you have a better sleep. Okay. This is a good question. because I think women worry about, can you overdose? Is it like, yeah, that's what Emma says to me too. She's like, look, you can project. It's very safe.
0: It's very safe. And a lot of women will say, you know, that's not true. I've had these reactions or whatever, Mm. but it's, it's almost always misunderstood thing where it's going Mm. into the underdosing where people Mm. literally like you can, again, you know, um, it, it's serving so many other functions in the body. You need it. So normally if you had too much progesterone, even just made too much, let's say you're going to excrete it at the kidneys. It's not something that's going to stick around. So uh, no, you can't overdose. It's totally Hmm. safe.
1: So when you say underdose, what do you think underdosing would look like? I know it probably varies for everyone, but
0: yeah, no, I mean, it's almost always anything under 25 milligrams when you start off is, is I've never even, I I only see problems with that. And, um, but, you know, 25 milligrams, three times a day, that's more like a, a, and, and I'm starting to see doctors. I'm starting to see women after the seven and eight, eight years that we've had this group, I'm starting to see women come into the group with prescriptions of much higher doses now, because they're starting yeah. to get it. I think that the, the yeah. clinical research is making, I mean, the academic research is making its way into clinical practice now. And they're starting to realize that women are needing more, uh, higher doses, so, yeah. And again, the different dosing for, I mean, different mediums for different people. I feel calmer when I take the oral, mm. uh, versus the cream, but, you know, mixing them is great too. We have a starter pack now that's yeah. like the calm cream, the oral yeah. and the, um, and the 5%, which is a great yeah. way to start because you can do like one pump in the morning, a couple drops before bed and save the calm cream for insomnia or for anxiety or workouts or whatever. Do you that's know what else
1: Notice too, like, cause we've got heaps of bottles, like we just order it from Catherine, like in like 10 bottles at a time. But if sometimes if I get stressed, I'll get like this little skin and people can't see me pointing to it, like a rash on the inside of my index finger. Mm-hmm. And so if I just rub the progeste on it for a few days, it goes away. Wow. It's yeah. amazing.
0: Um, our chemist he said that uh that absolutely for burns he mm-hmm. when when I first we first chatted about me coming on board I couldn't believe the things progesterone could be used for mm-hmm. I mean I I always recommend it as a lubricant because it's not going to harm your partner and mm-hmm. um if the if your partner doesn't need it if they don't need that progesterone in their body they're mm-hmm. going to excrete it they're not it's not gonna feminize them or anything like that, you know. Um, so I recommend it as a safe lubricant. So the cream.
1: Uh, the cream yeah. or the yeah, really. The cream I'll, is yeah. will have to try that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And but, also rubbing labially as well yeah, is I forgot yeah. to say that's a good place because the the mucosal membranes there, um, even rectally depends yeah. on people, you know, on what yeah. feels good to you.
1: Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I just love it too. It is amazing. But again, I think Women need to like it's not this magic pill. Like if your life is so stressful, mm. you're under eating, you're drinking heaps of booze, you know, you're doing not doing all the right things, the foundational work. You go take yeah. progesterone, isn't going to fix all your issues.
0: I mean, that's a huge problem with the women in the group that come in and they're like, I started progesterone. My doctor put me on progesterone or whatever. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm gaining weight or I feel like I'm not sleeping now. It's making my heart race. And it's like, that's okay. What else are you doing to help, to support your body? And almost always, there are a lot of issues. And one of the biggest ones, again, is not eating properly. Totally. Because I feel Katerine like that's Adalton, the Yeah. Yeah. Katerina Dalton said you can't absorb progesterone properly if you do not have adequate, healthy carbohydrate. Yeah. And yep. so.
1: Yeah. Got to get those foundations. And I think too, like progesterone is like a pro, it's pro metabolic. It Cause you think like women again, who track their cycle, you'll see that temperature shift. And increase in the pulse and the temperature. So if you don't, it's like putting the gas pedal down. If you don't have any fuel in the tank, you're going to experience those symptoms. So it's just so you'll get such a better result if you do the foundational work, then you use it.
0: I'm going to steal that from you. I'm going (laughs) to use that. If you don't, (laughs) Yeah. If you, you know, if you, it's pro metabolic, it supports that, that your temperature, it's like putting down the gas pedal. And if you don't have fuel, that is so good. I'm going to use that. Mm. And even I've (laughs)
1: noticed it too, like when I take it, I really make sure. Cause like I'm a pretty, I'd say I'm like you, like I have that naturally, I don't know, Craig laughs at me, but like I'm real high energy and like bit highly strung. And you know, like I tend to lean towards that high, like little things will, you know, make me Hyper or, you know, but so I have to really, I have to really eat a lot of food, like, Mm -hmm. especially because I train heavy and hard and I'm active. So if I find if I ever don't eat enough and then take the progesterone, it's like, it's like revs the engine without right. the fuel and it's not good. It's not a good result. Mm-hmm. But then when I, I've, I've eaten plenty of food and I take it, I'm like, Oh, I feel so calm. Yeah. And I have good sleep. And yeah. I even actually noticed too. I don't know if you, if, if, I don't know if this is actually a thing, but like when I take it, I feel like my skin looks better. Yeah. Look more radiant. Like it's just.
0: I, <laughs> you know, when I first, okay. That when I first started, found the therapy uh, maintenance, I'm sorry, the, the therapy dosing method um, it was very specific. They Mm. said, apply as a symptom arises and don't, and you just keep doing that. You keep Mm. applying the progesterone as a symptom arises." And I was in a world of hurt at the time. Well, I had this melasma on my forehead and it's almost completely gone. But when I first started the progesterone, this was six years ago. Um, it, it got so dark, like it was so mm. dark. It was like the shape of Africa on my forehead. And it was wow. so dark. And I I looked at my husband and I literally started crying because yeah, the bleeding and the clotting and all the things I was going through were horrible. But when that showed up, it was like the, the, the nail on you the just coffin like
1: right on your front of your face. I was like, Are good.
0: You, yeah. <laughs> and I started crying and I said, I'm going to quit this pedestrian garbage. And he said, um, you know, do what they said to do. Like go up again. That's symptom mm. go up. Mm. So mm. I not only went up, but I started rubbing it into the actual melasma mm. within 10 days. It was the lightest it had ever been prior to the progesterone. Like, I mean, prior mm. to anything, it was so light. And then now I was saying to you before, I think we started was then I started the saturate with the face cream. And now I don't even think it's there anymore. I think it's, it's incredible. Actually-
1: yeah, yeah, all the ingredients, like the copper and the niacinamide and all the amazing ingredient, cholesterol that she's put in there. It is incredible. Yeah, my yeah. body
0: just drank it right up. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. It makes my skin feel so good. It's yeah. so, um, you know, I think it's, a, it's the fountain of youth, really. I think when you I think agree. about what progesterone is. and I'm going to be I'm taking
1: that shit. Too. I'll be deadlifting and taking progesterone. So I'm like 100, <laughs> you know. <I'll> be... <laughs>
0: I have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, awesome. I'll be, that was so great. Thank you so much. And ladies, what I'll do is I'll pop a link to Kitty's Instagram. You can go there, see all her courses, what she does. I'll pop um, the link to Anya's uh, website with a discount code. I think my discount code is Kitty10. I'll check. Yes. Anyway, I'll check it and I'll put the right one in there. So you can yes. use it, Which gives you 10% off? Ten Yes. Yeah, 10% uh-huh. off. Um, so, yeah, I really recommend it. Like get on board a bit, make sure you're doing the foundation, foundation stuff. First yeah, for first. sure. Yeah. 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 Your
0: clients yeah. will be so ready for that. And I yeah. think also, you know, oh, oh on owners, there's also when you buy multiple products on yeah, top you of your discount, discount hey. you'll get the yeah. multi-product discount. Yeah, yeah. So it
1: makes, it makes sense. Where do you ship it from? Cause I know it comes from overseas. Hey, Canada or, uh, um, no, base?
0: we actually, yeah. yeah, we actually have an Australian uh, distributor now.
1: Yeah. Cool. So I'll just put, maybe I'll get the different link. Cause there's different websites, right? There's a US, there's a, yeah, there's an
0: Australian website that's under construction. It's not the prettiest, ah, but it'll be fixed yeah. soon. But yeah. Australian but maybe, site. maybe
1: you can send me, cause we have like half of our clients from the U S so. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll send you all the, send me all the links and I'll put everything in so that people can go to the right place. Um, okay. but you can use the same discount code for everything, but yeah, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I just really enjoyed that kitty, kitty and kitty.
0: Yay. (laughs) Meow meow. (laughs) And uh, I'll um, speak to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you.